0: You are listening to Pastor Neville McDonald, brought to you by the friends and partners of Good Hope Christian Center. And now, here is a word for you. This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Well, amen. You can be seated. What a... These few weeks that we're looking at the passion of the cross, these seven weeks leading up to the passion of the cross, we're reminded of everything that Jesus has done, and we're reminded of his goodness, and we're reminded of his love. And so I want to just take one verse and then back it up and there'll be some other scripture added in. But if you go to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 22, verse 14, the Bible speaks about Jesus. It says, and being in agony, he prayed and sweat great drops of blood. When I get back to, I look at this passage and then I look back to the book of Genesis, I see in the book of Genesis when God creates man, he puts him in a garden. And then when I look at the life of Jesus, I see that Jesus is praying in the garden. So the life of Jesus begins in a garden. It begins in a perfect place. And in Genesis 1, he said, let's give men dominion. Let them be fruitful. Let them multiply. Let them increase. And so he speaks a blessing over their life and you'll find When you begin to go through the book of Genesis, in Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28, you'll see that God speaking about you and I is that he says, I've made man and I've made human beings to actually take authority and to have dominion. And so when you read through that passage, he says, be fruitful, multiply, and then he goes on to say, have dominion or subjugate and rule. We were placed on the earth. To have dominion. We were placed on the earth to rule. We were placed on the earth to take authority. That means that we were placed here to have creative solutions. Not to be victims, but to be victors. And so many times when things happen like they do happen on life in life, we feel that we are powerless. And when we look at the life of Jesus, there's no point where he behaves in a powerless manner. But in every area of his life, he is powerful. So from the time he's born, he never says, I am powerless. You'll see the verse on the screen, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, I'm not suggesting you go out, um, and you can do it, uh, but I'm not suggesting you go out to a rhino or an elephant and say, God gave me dominion. But this first man had dominion. So you, you can go out, You can risk your life, but I would suggest if you're going to face an elephant, have a gun, um, or lie down, uh, don't run away. But God gave men dominion. Dominion is that authority, and this is an authority in the garden, and the garden is a fixed geographic location. So when God creates people, they're in a fixed geographic location. And the reason he says to them, we can run, put the verse back up. Be fruitful and multiply is we are designed for increase. We're not designed to decrease. Life isn't supposed to be a downhill spiral. There's supposed to be consistent increase. So he says, Subdue, have dominion over you know, the fish of the sea, etc. Go down on to the next verse, and God blessed them and said, Be fruitful. And God said, See, I have given you everything. Would you say, God's given me everything? So he gave every herb, every seed, everything. What we're dealing with today is GMOs that don't multiply. But the seeds God put in the earth multiply. When we deal with the water supply, which we're talking about as people, and I was talking to someone yesterday, and I said, you can go on the mountain right now. Any one of you can walk on the mountain. There's water. You can drink it. You won't die. You'll actually live. And someone said to me, no, Pastor, never, you can't. I said, actually, I walk up there and I take my Bible and I go up there and pray. And I just carry a warm jacket with me in case it gets cold. Because you can fall off there and get hypothermia if you don't know Cape Town. And I said, but there's water. You can just go up there and drink. There's water on the mountain right now. Yet in the city, there's a water shortage. I was talking to one of our other pastors and he said, Right here in the neighborhood, there's a pure, fresh water spring where the water is perfect. And I forget the region, it's either uh, somewhere just nearby, Kenilworth, somewhere nearby. Is it Kenilworth? Is that right in Kenilworth? There's a pure spring coming out of the ground and Newlands, and yet there's no water in the city. Now, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you'll say it's the politicians. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say it's the politicians. And let's face it, why hasn't the city been called an emergency zone? This just by the way. Come on now. This is rattling with former political friends here today. I love you. But if we'd been declared an emergency zone, all the water would be here already. But it hasn't been a... Could it be because we're just the wrong political party? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know I'm live streaming. Hello, everyone on live stream. I love you. <laughs> Those listening on Radio 106.2, I love you as well. God bless you wherever you are in the world. But we have to recognize all the resource that we need God puts in the earth. Then, of course, men mess up. And when they mess up, the first thing that takes place is Cain kills Abel. And uh, we, we begin to see that. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, in Genesis 4, verse 14 to 16, the Bible says Lucifer comes, he is the most beautiful being on earth, and then men get driven out of the place of provision. And it says, surely you've driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from you. And uh, he says, you'll be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it happened that anyone who finds you will kill you. So what takes place here, Cain kills Abel and God says, you're going to be a vagabond. And that spirit of a vagabond is really where we place ourselves where we're in constant need. The need is never met. And God is never greater than our need. But that's the reason we did communion today. Because when Jesus dies, he takes what is a curse. He reverses the curse. And he says, Christ has redeemed you or brought you back from the curse of the law. That means we've been repurposed to be like the people in the book of genesis who weren't designed to die your body isn't designed to die the life that is in the blood which is what leviticus 17:11 says the life is in the blood and when you look at your blood, and we were talking about the DNA, these are just some interesting nebulous facts about the blood. But every four months, your blood travels 500, over 500 kilometers. Your blood passes through your heart 14,000 times the vessels in your body, if laid out, will cover 150,000 kilometers. That's why the Bible says we are fearfully and awesomely made. If God can make you with such design and such purpose and such plan and then put authority in you, and all he does is he takes dust, which is the earth, mud, which is water, squishes you together, and goes, Whoop. and when you die, we, he just goes. Whoop. You know it's true. When people pass away, the last thing is their breath that leaves them. God makes man. He just goes, Whoop. and we kind of so arrogant. We like, I'm like cool. I'm together. I'm sucking oxygen. But at any minute, you can stop sucking oxygen. And that air that comes and purifies their blood. And that blood is traveling 150,000 kilometers around your body. And your blood cells are renewing themselves every four months. You have new blood cells in your body. And way back, these guys who got no medical science say the life is in the blood. Well, someone says, you know, Pastor Nev, uh, Christianity sounds like a, a bloodbath religion. No, it's a blood transfusion. It's a transfusion of God's DNA to your DNA to change you and make you a new creature so that all things pass away. Your old hang ups pass away, your old mentality passes away, your old perceptions pass away, and all things are made new. Sadly. We live in the past more than we do in the present and more than we do in what God is saying to us prophetically. We love living in the past. You've met those people. I call them the when we's. When we were. When we. Have you met the when we's? There's quite a lot of them around. When we, when we, when we. And you say, oh, that's kind of cool. History is a good teacher. That's cool. But uh, what's happening now? And what have you planned uh, for tomorrow? And God looking at you and I, when he sends Jesus, and he says, the life is in the blood God's planning everything out. Like Wendy said, Cain's blood cried out for vengeance. So when people are murdered, their blood that's in the earth cries out for retribution. I'm speaking to you in South Africa because we're dealing with farm killings. And when blood is in the earth, don't think that you can kill an innocent person and God doesn't hear their blood in heaven. When Jesus comes at Calvary, before we get to Hebrews where the blood speaks, his blood pays. He's like, I need to pay For all the criminal acts, all the bad things that have been done on earth. And and I can't pay with it with silver or gold. That's what 1 Peter says. We're not redeemed with silver or gold. Because there's not enough silver or gold to pay for all the wrong things you and I have done. Come on now. Some of you look at me like you're angels. You didn't do anything wrong. You, You don't say one bad word. You don't break the speed limit. You walk around like... Like me and Jesus and the Pope are like this <sighs> you 're not we all mucked up this week, so jesus blood paid not only at Calvary but it keeps paying keeps paying out Jesus is you know people go to the casino and look for a payout. Jesus is paying out all the time He's like ching ching He's paying for you all day. ching ching They messed up again. My blood's paying. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. He's paying out for you all the time. It's like, cha-ching, ching ching The Coins are running. He's paying, he's paying. He's paying. He's paying. He's paying. He's paying. He's paying. Then when you get a little further, the Bible says the blood speaks. Blood has a voice. Now, we should have time this morning, but we don't. We'll get to it. Every chapter of the book of Hebrews tells you his blood speaks. Speaks for a pure conscience. Speaks for a new life. So there's a voice speaking for your conscience. It's Jesus' blood. There's a voice speaking for your life every day. There's a voice. It's the voice of God speaking for you every day. Let me go a little further in the Bible. To the end, to the book of Revelation. It says his blood overcomes says, then they overcame. It's one thing to pay out, it's another thing to overcome. Let me pick on someone who I think he's not my same age. Come on, come. <laughs> I'm picking on your husband. Come on. Not your husband, it's your dad. Come on. He's about the same age. Come, pop up here. He back in town. Good to see you. So I'm just going to say he's about the same size as me. He's half the age of me. Okay. Now, to overcome him, I can push him around. I can speak. But to overcome him means I have to totally subdue him. So I don't want to hurt him and subdue him. But he has one of the easy ways to subdue someone. If you know how to get out of it, it's not that good, but it's an easy way. That's another easy way to subdue someone. But what I have to do is like, Absolutely take all of the life away from him so that he's completely immobile and cannot do anything. And the Bible says the blood of Jesus makes the devil, every one of your enemies, every one of your, every habit, everything comes against you. It says Jesus overcame them and he put whatever it is against you, not just in a submission hold. You see, there's a submission hold. If I took his wrist twisted a certain way, I can make him cry for pain. And he would come into what we call submission. And if you, in wrestling, you would submit. Jesus just didn't say to the devil, submit. It says he conquered death, hell, and the grave. To put it in modern vernacular, and I mean, that'd be nice. He beat the tar out of the devil, and he nailed him so good the guy couldn't get up again. And many times you are giving more power and more strength to things that God has given no strength to. So I'm going to end by saying this. Where the attention goes, the power flows. Where the attention goes, the power flows if you keep focusing on something there or there, that's where the power goes. But when the Bible says we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher... Then there is a power connection running this way and that way. And it's an invisible power connection that you don't see, like electricity. And then you can just walk in as this like little skinny guy like me, just with bones. And I go, there's no way I can beat in the natural or win in the natural. And what I'm dealing with here... It's hectic. But Jesus says, don't worry. I overcame by the blood of the lamb. Then he adds one more thing. The word of my testimony. If you're going to deal with something, say something. Don't just have a mouth full of teeth. Say something. Because when you say something, it means you're committed to doing something. Sometimes we're just like, I didn't want to say anything about it. That's why it keeps going on. Say something. Well, what do I say? Well, you can take a scripture and say something. Say something. And say it like an overcomer. Don't say it like you're weak. Wendy likes to scare me, and I don't. And it's a long story I'm not getting into. It. But she likes to scare me, and because I'd spent years doing martial arts, I'd come home, and even now, the door would be closed, and then I come up, and she gives me a fright, and I genuinely get a fright. <laughs> it's getting I'm getting better. I'm kind of like. Um, I don't know what movies you watch, but I'm getting better and better all the time. <laughs> Some of you get that later. Every day. <laughs> but she likes to scare me. And the door will slide open and I'll go. Ah! And, I, and I said to her, you're going to get hit one of these days. Because there's just like an automatic response to me. I said, you're going to get hit. And for whatever reason, she likes to do it. Because I come home, I'm tired, I've been working late, or I've been out late, and I come up the stairs, and it's like this door, and I don't think she's there. And the house is quiet, and she hides somewhere. (laughs) And then I'm like, ah! I freak out, and I go into some kind of pose. And then she laughs at me. (laughs) It's just not right. Please pray for me. Okay, okay. (laughs) But what she's realized Is that her love Has overcoming power And so I'm in a a loving environment It's my home I'm in an environment where It would be pretty hard to get in my house Because I've got a very big dog That will eat people But anyway um, But once I get past all of that and I'm past the first door. I don't think anything's going to happen. And then something's jumping up behind one of the doors. <laughs> it doesn't happen every day. day. Oh, I'm What are you saying to me? What, what I'm saying to you, it was so embedded in my DNA to respond a certain way. But my love for Wendy changes that DNA so that I'm not lashing out to hit her because immediately I realize it's her. There's a restraint that comes. And that's really what Jesus did for you and I. Bad things happen in life. They catch us by surprise. But then we're able to say, He loves me. He loves me. Oh, how I know He loves me. And you're able to say he'll never drop me. He'll never let me fall. Stand with me today. As we stand in this place there's a great scripture It says underneath of the everlasting arms. The original language says God will never let you fall so far that he can't catch you. So it doesn't matter how far you fall. God's arms are like down there. And many times when we we come to church or a church atmosphere or we get around and we're trying to be a good Christian we think I can't make it, I can't live right and the truth is none of us can none of us can without knowing that the blood of Jesus cleanses me and forgives me and his sacrifice paid, it keeps paying, it keeps overcoming and I'm able to say Jesus I thank you that you love me and you forgive me. As you're standing in this place today, you may have never said, Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this anointed message. For information on other Good Hope Christian Center CDs and products, call 021-703-9400 or write to Good Hope Christian Center, corner of Panton and Plantation Roads, Ottery 7800 or visit our website at www.ghcc.tv. You can become a partner of this ministry as we continue to bring hope and healing to the world. Find out how on our website, www.ghcc.tv forward slash giving. See you next week for another word for you with Pastor Neville Macdonald.